All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back alive and amplified. The caffeine addicts, AT and Ben, are here to bring you that video game talkage. Ben, what is going on, man? Caffeine addicts couldn't be more accurate because basically before every single show we filmed, we were texting each other like, I'll be ready in five minutes. I just got to go get a coffee. So that's it, yeah. that's, uh, <laughs> that, that should be it. We are the like retro gaming caffeine addicts. But in any case, I'm doing well, Adam. How are you? Oh, man, I am so friggin' stoked here because I've got I got a lot of uh, goodies here. And I was uh, texting you before we started uh this episode a couple of days ago where i was like i i've got one special one and uh i am i'm just like dying to like get it out there it's like you know if if anyone looks at my instagram you can see i'm always posting games on there i've got a lot of games here that i was like saving because not gonna lie i i i didn't want ben to see them because like i wanted to get like a real reaction like <laughs> while, while we do this episode here so so yeah man uh we're here um post holiday season it's the end of 2018 ben it's the end of 2018 like here we are going into to 2019 there's a lot of new horizons on the gaming landscape i mean as as far as new games go coming out i mean we'll, we, we'll get to this at some point i could think of one game in particular i'm super um, excited about that will be coming out even though it doesn't have a set name yet. I don't even have the system to, to friggin' play the game on yet, but um, again, we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, do you want to you, you want to start with some pickups? I'll get the uh, I'll get the ball rolling as they say. Yeah. Um, and ac- actually, I, I mentioned to Adam before we recorded, uh, which was like an hour long talk about pro wrestling. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I uh, I actually just made it out after, you know, I, I spent the last uh, two weeks or so from the last episode of getting all my holiday shopping done. Um, I mentioned on the last episode that the only real pickups I had I couldn't mention. Uh, I can now. There was a stocking stuffer of Mario vs. Donkey Kong for Game Boy Advance wow. that I bought. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was, that was that was kind of like the only one, but I I know for a fact that uh, that my girlfriend would have heard that, so I, I didn't put it on there. Um, <laughs> but uh, that was in the stocking. Um, so I did my pickups this afternoon, like uh, within the hour right before we started or, or or started recording. I went to Regen, which is my uh, my number one spot. I stopped in GameStop too because they've got a buy to get one free sale going on and. Ooh. You know, it's hard for me to pass up not padding either my Xbox One or uh, PS4 collection a little bit. I've noticed outside of like one GameStop in the area that GameStop is no longer putting uh, PlayStation Vita games out. Um, a buddy of mine said if you ask, they'll tell you what they have, but it seems like that's being phased out, which is fair because the system is, you know, like not being supported through, uh, I think it ends in the next couple months. You know, it's very really um, interesting you brought that up, too, because, like, I feel that way about the 3DS. Like, that's definitely getting phased out, too, even though there have been a couple of new releases. But, yeah. like, other than that, too, they one of the newest releases was that new WarioWare uh, Gold Edition, I think it was called, or something like that, yeah. which I yep. want to get that. And I was reading about it, uh, the history of um, that series in one of the latest um, Game Informers. Not this month, I think it was the month before. And I got kind of depressed because even in that article, they were like, we're probably winding down the last year for this handheld. And I was kind of just like, I mean, I knew it was coming, but your your, well, your uh, PS Vita thing just reminded me of that. And It's interesting, too, because like Reggie from Nintendo has kind of said that uh, – they're going to support uh, the 3DS at least through uh, the end of 2019. But, like, what does that mean? You know, like, there's obviously not going to be that many games come out for it. The Switch is what they're focused on. It's what they should be focused right, on. Right. Uh, like, 2018, if I had to think off the top of my head, there'd be, like, um, Shin Megami Tensai's Strange Journey had a, a remake released this year. They did. Um, yeah, it was great. I mean, I love the original. The remake was just, you know, like, it was a little bit more refined. It looked a little bit better. Uh, Detective Pikachu came out, mm-hmm. um, that WarioWare, but there weren't that many. You know, I would imagine there's going to be even less because why? Why would you develop for 3DS and cut off a lot of your market from when the Switch is what's being sold now? That's um, yeah. 
But I mean, I, I mean, they did say they were going to support it through this year. I would think that that would be the end. What what they what they basically said is that the 3ds is a good entry level gaming system for kids and early teens. Um, which is funny because for me, I'm just sort of like, hey man, I'm going to be 35 and I take my 3ds to work half the days of the week. But uh, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, so I I grabbed three games today. Um, right. and I covered three different systems um i bought uh, the first pickup and this was just like you know when you go to regen they have a little bit of everything they still have that wonder swan sitting there um <laughs> and i had like you know i had like holiday money and leftover money that i didn't spend on christmas gifts and i was kind of like all right i have 60 bucks on me i could buy it right now uh but again no games for it they actually had a neo geo pocket color there also which oh is cool. wow um, they had, they had a Neo Geo pocket color with the original box for 80 bucks with the box? and they had, yeah, that's what? like, I, I have a Neo Geo, uh, pocket color. Um, it's actually in the same case as my game gear, but, uh, so I don't, I wasn't really interested in the system, but I've never seen one out with the box still. Um, and they also had one Neo Geo pocket color game. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was really expensive. Um, so I grabbed for the, the original Nintendo DS, the, uh, Lego Star Wars, the complete saga. Um, nice. I, I like the Lego games. Like I don't generally tend to beat them at some point. They kind of, uh, they grow old with me. Um, cause it's kind of like the same formula over and over again, but I like the Lego games. I'm a collector for the DS, uh, and I'm a Star Wars nerd. So, and it was only, it was like six bucks. Yeah, so, you, can't pass you know, for six dollars, it was like, nah. I think I'll just go ahead and grab all of them. Um, and it looks like I'm guessing this is, yeah, this is the complete saga is like all six films, so the prequel trilogy and then the original trilogy. Right. Um, so I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll throw that in one of my my DS Lite or my DSi, and 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 I'll spend a day or two on that. Uh, but for six dollars, since I'm always trying to collect for the, and it came, you know, everything that I'm mentioning today came with the original artwork and box, so. Uh, that was hard to pass up for $6. Um, then I went the PSP route and I grabbed Untold Legends, the Warriors Code, which, uh, is honestly, I think I played the original, the first and, uh, Untold Legends. Um, they're kind of like, they're action RPGs, but okay. they have a lot of cutscenes and a lot of storytelling. So it's not, I mean, I, I believe and if someone's, you know, if, if you're listening, if you played these and I'm wrong, correct me. I think they're, it's like a hack and slash type game, um, but with a lot of like uh, upgrades and storytelling. Um, I mean, I'm guessing, you know, the action RPG, it's that that's going to be a lot of hack and slash type stuff. But uh, I, before I left the house, I made a point of throwing my PSP on the charger, knowing that I was specifically looking to buy a new game for it. So that'll probably be on my agenda this evening. Nice. Um, yeah, it's weird. Like, PSP games are cheap for the most part. They they should be too because it's it's old, and I'm sure not a lot of people are looking. But every once in a while, you'll find a game like they had Persona Two, um, with the original artwork, and it was like for Untold Legends. I think I paid six ninety nine, and then Persona Two is forty dollars. Oh my so, god. So, you know, I I'm curious how they determine their prices. There's also like about a month ago, I was in Regen, and this dude had like one big box of like 200 games and he was trading all of them in. And, you know, like you'd think if you go to GameStop and trade in a bunch of stuff, you get like pennies on the dollar for it. Yeah. And this dude got $850 in cash. Jesus. Right. And they like just went to the back and got a stack of hundred dollar bills and peeled off eight and like tried to very covertly hang, hand it to him. Well, but, it t- you come to find out, like, he had a lot of... I mean, you probably would have gone crazy for it because it looked like it was mostly uh, PS1 stuff. Um, and they said, you know, that most people that would bring them 200 games would, would get, like, 50 or 60 bucks, but he had, like, all of the good stuff, evidently. Um, so that's, that's the most I've ever seen paid for video games in a video game store ever, though. See, if he got that much for cash... I mean, he probably needed the cash for... for... I don't know some personal means. I, I I don't know. It's but um, you would get more though for credit. So it makes oh, me yeah. wonder how much 
you would have gotten for Storm. I wish I had thought to ask that. Um, Because, you know, like in that position, I think that that even if – if I was strapped for cash or something like that, 850 bucks is a no-brainer. But if I wasn't strapped for cash, I think it would still be hard to take the store credit instead. Um, I guess you know, so. like if you if you get uh, go to GameStop and get offered like 100 bucks in cash or 250 dollars in store credit, I'm store credit all the way every single time. But for you know for something like nearly a thousand dollars in cash, um, I mean. It would have to. I don't know. I mean, if they offered you fifteen hundred dollars in store credit and you were offered eight hundred and fifty dollars in cash, do you? I mean, I guess I'd have to think about it. Mm-hmm. But but eight hundred and fifty dollars is a significant amount of cash to be being handed. Yeah, I'd feel like. Look, I get it. It's totally a legitimate transaction. But at the same time, I'd be walking out of there like I just did like dirty deal of the century or something. <laughs> yeah, like, no kidding. I feel so weird like holding that. <laughs> amount of money just oh oh well (laughs) that's crazy though oh my god and then my final pickup and i uh have a tough time saying the title of this game Uh um it's a playstation vita game Mm -hmm. uh it's let's see (laughs) utorumono or something like that someone's gonna have to correct me it's the, the the subtitle is mask of deception um it's a uh, if if you look up mask uh, mask of deception. I don't know if you're if you're at a computer, right? I got um I got my phone right here. Let's see. Uh, let's and see if you can say this title better than I can. Mask of. Oh jeez, I could definitely not say that. All right, so now you can see why I'm struggling. It's like U T U T A W A R E R U M O N O. Yeah. Utoerumono. That you probably just nailed it. That that sounds right. Um, I hope so. God, uh, <laughs> that took a lot of effort. <laughs> I've uh, I've been eyeballing this game for a while at GameStop, like you know, just for ten or fifteen bucks. Uh, a friend of mine that plays Fire Emblem has said that it's it's a good tactical uh, strategy RPG with a lot of good storytelling, but a little bit more humor than Fire Emblem has. Really it's also been looking. Wow. Yeah, dude, the art is. Great. I like this. This looks really fun. Um, it has pretty good ratings online. Like if you go to Metacritic, it's they're like in the six and a half to seven range. But if you go and search other places, most people seem to really, really enjoy it. Um, it also gets compared. Are, are you familiar with Disgaea at all? I I know it, but I I actually like don't know anything about it though. It Disgaea is like I have only played Disgaea five for about. 10 hours on switch. Um, and it's like this, uh, you know, it's a, it's a tactical strategy RPG with but it's really, really super quirky. Um, and the managing system in it is the deepest I have ever seen in a game. Uh, like you can't imagine, I couldn't even begin to explain because I didn't get far enough into it. How deep managing your party and weapons and moves. It's, I mean, it goes real deep. Um, Every once in a while, like a game like that really hits it out of the ballpark. I'm looking at this here. Google users uh, for the game you bought um, for uh, Mask of Deception. Uh, Google users, um, 93% like this game. GameStop gave yeah. a 4.1 out of 5. Metacritic was 68%. Below it. Still, it's, it's low. It's much lower, but it's still favorable, though. So, yeah, and, and you know the thing—the thing about Metacritic is like the, the people that I, I use Metacritic as as kind of a, a gauge for some things. Uh, like if I'm at GameStop or at you know Regen or something, and I want a quick review, I'll go and scroll through. Um, but like those because um, I've gotten things that that were rated less than a five on Metacritic before that I thought were, were pretty good. Not not anything I can think of off the top of my head, but it's not like the best judge. But the thing about the one that I got at Regen, and I'll post it on my Instagram, which you should go and follow me at Ben Visioned, um, is that this is actually the launch edition is what I bought today. So it comes with an art book and a special collector's like slipcase, <clears throat> which is, you know, I mean, like if you're going to get it, you may as well. And I only I mean, I paid twenty five bucks for it. I splurged mm-hmm. on something. I don't usually pay that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, 
uh, it's becoming more and more difficult to find Vita games. So uh, my Vita collection, I think what I might do actually later tonight is is kind of find a way to display all the Vita games I have. Because um, it's probably like 10 or 15 games now, or 15 or 20 games now. Um, but it's difficult to collect for because GameStop was where I was buying most of them, and Regen has a real small collection. Um, but that's probably my favorite pickup. That's definitely the one that's going to be getting played uh, the most this upcoming week. And then, um, you know, we'll have two weeks before episode, or between episodes, and I'm sure I'll go back and they'll tell me that I have a purchasing problem. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I'll have new things. But those were the three for me, Lego, Star Wars, uh, Mask of Deception, and uh, Untold Legends. Dude, sick, sick. Man, I loved the Lego games. Um, and go, going back really quick, because you brought up the whole Persona 2 thing, and how... So this was a PSP version of Persona 2 you were seeing for $40? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, like, I, it makes me wonder, because it's just like, okay, the first two Personas were on PS1, and it's like... I know the first Persona goes for, like, a ridiculous amount of money. Um... I don't yeah. really know what goes into that. I don't know much about its release. I don't know how many were released. Um, I don't know how popular it was originally. I didn't really start hearing about how popular Persona was till uh, Persona Q came out, Persona 4. Um, and th- there were already a lot of other different Shimagami Tensei games I was paying attention to well before uh, Persona came out. So, But um, Persona 2, though, it's like, look, I could see like maybe – a PS1 version being, like, $40 or more. Again, depending on, like, how many you made, I guess. But for, like, a port for something like that, 40 bucks. come on, man. Like, I, 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 you'd have to go a little lower, I, I think, for something like that. Like, for, for a port, there are going to be changes made. There are going to be enhancements made. It's like, those ports are made... To make new, to make it more accessible for newer players, mostly in some cases, it's like so you're not getting like the original game, so it's right. There's got to be something else to differentiate the price. I think and that's just me though. That's just my opinion. No, um, I agree. I mean, like, there's no way that I would pay forty bucks for that. Yeah, none. I'm looking at this, you know, again this um this Wonder Swan game. I took a photo of too that I sent you that picture of. It's like, it's like, how much is this game? Let me see if I can make out that price on that sticker. I think the game is $60, too, actually. Whoo! Yeah, man. We don't even know what it is, though. So it's like, I'll, I'll have to get it and send it to you when you get that, uh, when you get that Wonder Swan. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, here we go. I'm going to start off with uh, something a little simple here. I picked up. Uh, for, for the record, I got a lot here, and before anyone says that I have a problem, which I do, I admit that, but, um, I mean, most of this was bought with store credit I had, so, you know, less guilt there, and, um, you know, I had some post-holiday uh, funds here to uh, do a little uh, something for myself, but, okay, um, with with the credit, I got um, uh, three games here, we'll start with these, I got... Um, on the 3DS, I used to love this show. Um, I'm a very big fan of uh, cartoons of all kind. You know, I just I I'm a guy that just like I really appreciate animation. Uh, I got regular show Mordecai Rigby and Eight Bit Land. I used to love regular show. I thought it was one of the most I thought it was one of the funniest, most demented things I'd ever watched. I mean, you also get Mark Hamill voicing Skips. I mean. What's cooler than that? It's very uh, colorful cast of characters. I mean, there's not really a lot to say about this game, Mordecai. If anyone's familiar with regular show, um, you know who Mordecai and Rigby are. I don't, ben, have you ever watched regular show? Do you know what that is? No, I've never even heard of it. Really? Wow. Okay. It was like on. It was on Cartoon Network. Like, like really, like, like not Adult Swim, uh, Cartoon Network, but it was like on much later in the day. Um. Yeah, it, it definitely had like a Ren and Stimpy kind of feel. Maybe not as it wasn't as crude as Ren and Stimpy, but you could see like um, certain things in there that you know a more mature audience 
would like understand basically rather than a younger audience watching the show but Mordecai and Rigby uh they get sucked into a video game and that's really it for the most part it's basically just like a platformer and a shooter I played a little bit of it and uh you know it definitely seems fun you know very simple little game uh it was like three dollars so that's my philosophy is if you see a game for like that low and you know you're gonna have like some interest in it you might as well pick it up plus again it was credit you know so that that's fine with me so i got right. that so excited to add that to the 3ds collection which is kind of small so there's that um so you know if anyone knows my collecting history i i bought a sega game gear because i thought i always wanted one when i was younger turns out i'm not that into it i Sold it in its games for the store credit. I we got uh, a Game Boy Advanced SP. I had a Game Boy Color growing up. I bought the SP just for the full backwards compatibility and the rechargeable battery, backlit screen. So all my Game Boy games growing up were Game Boy Color and Game Boy games. I never once owned a Game Boy Advanced game. There were a lot of Game Boy Advanced games I wanted, though. So I bought my first Game Boy Advanced game ever at the tender age of 29. Whoa! uh, Yeah, so here we go. Wario Land 4. This is a game I've always wanted to play. I played the first three Wario Lands when I was a kid. I loved the Wario Land series. Uh, Wario Land 3 was... Which which I also got as well. I'm pretty sure I I mentioned that. Uh, I have a picture of it. uh, It's on my Instagram as well. uh, Adam Tiger Bomb. I uh, beat Royal Land 3. I'm working on getting 100% completion again, all the treasure. I played quite a bit of Royal Land 4. I love it. Um, a lot of cool changes to it. There's um, a health bar system. Wario never had that before. So you do actually, like, die in the game rather than just get, like, misplaced in a level like in the past games. So that's a very interesting dynamic. He's got all of his power-ups pretty much at this point. Like, in Wario Land 3, you have to, like, build up those power-ups as you traverse through levels and get more treasure. So it's very um, interesting to see, like, what new moves he also has as well, like the running headbutt and stuff like that, rather than just his regular charge. Um, you know, other than that, it's it's Wario. He wants to find more treasure. And I think, I think from what I've seen in the beginning of the game, a little kitty cat is going after it as well, and he's kind of pissed off about that. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so Oriel Land 4, I always wanted it again when the Game Boy Advance came out. I never had a Game Boy Advance, so I'm very, very happy uh, to get this one. A lot of fun. I'm looking forward to completing that game. Uh, third one here on the credit, I had just beaten, actually. I, um, I It is posted as well on my Instagram. Arguably my favorite Pokemon game ever. I grew up with Silver Version, but I found Gold when I was out in the wild. So, same thing, basically. You know, the the only changes really are if you catch Ho-Oh and Lugia first, like what order that's done in. But, um, got Gold, ran through it. Um, haven't done the post-game yet, but I did beat the Elite Four. I did become champion. Um, yeah, it, it is... It's crazy. For the longest time, I thought I, uh, as a gamer, I hung up my trainer hat, you know? And in some kind of crazy way, rebuilding my Game Boy collection of the games I had as a kid, this being one of them, it made me strap that hat back on and go through Johto, make my own uh, unique team. Uh, My team was, uh, I took Totodile as my starter, so I had Feraligator at the end, Ampharos, Heracross, Hypno, Crobat, and Dragonite. That was my team. I I cheated a little bit. I happened to remember the cloning glitch, so I cloned a bunch oh. of rare candies. So I accelerated the process a little bit, but I couldn't help myself. But, man, I had a blast playing through this again. It was so much fun. I'm going to get back to the post-game eventually. So yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon Gold. What a, what a treat. Um, so now with a little post-holiday treating to myself with some uh, funds I had gained. Another game I had as a kid that again I just posted on my Instagram. I got Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, 
which yes. is a, a port of the original Mario, but the changes are um, you could save your game, unlike the original Nintendo version, um, for um, you know for laughs if you want to like be Luigi as well, you could switch to Luigi in the levels as well. It doesn't really change anything; it just changes how you look. Um, you can unlock eight additional worlds that are based on the original Super Mario 2, which is what was known to us as the Lost Levels. Our Super Mario 2 was much different than the Japanese Super Mario to anyone that knows that part of video game history. Um, yeah, I I just what, what's there more to say? It's Super Mario Brothers. You know the deal. So I'm just I'm happy to get it back. Um, now here's a game I got. Um, now, this was something I never owned, and um, it's something I've never played before, actually. This is something that I've always seen at the place I go to in um, in Clifton, which is um, Digital Press. It was a game called Cat Trap. I'd always seen this Game Boy cartridge um, sitting in there with the Game Boy games, and it just looked so appealing to me. I've been on this real Japanese aesthetic kick. You know, I grew up, I watched Pokemon, I liked anime and stuff like that, but a lot more lately I've been kind of heavy on that aesthetic. And the um, the artwork for it looked very 70s, 80s anime, kind of uh, borderline Studio Ghibli in a sense, I guess you could say. Um, it's a puzzle game. You direct your, you play as either um, cat boy or cat girl. That's what they're called. Just it's boy with cat ears and a girl with cat ears and a tail, basically. And basically, you move through uh, each level, clearing obstacles and kicking monsters and ghosts off the screen. Once you've kicked all the enemies off the screen, you beat the game. As you, there's a hundred levels, and as you go through level by level, the levels get harder. The obstacles get harder to clear. You have to, like, you know, just basically sit there and think. Uh, it came out in uh, 1990 on the Game Boy. It originally came out in 1985 on the Sharp MZ700 computer, actually. It was picked up by the Game Boy in 1990. Um, but what's really, really interesting about this game is, again, this is a game that came out a, a really, really long time ago. 1990. It has a rewind function. I found that to be very interesting. Huh. I don't yeah. remember games that early having that. So, like, if you're traversing through, like, a little maze and you kind of screwed up on something, you press A and it rewinds until you let go of A, basically. And you could try your luck again. And you're basically – I don't know if you're graded, but it tells you how long it took you to complete each level. But um, really fun game. i definitely really into it. Uh, it – it was it was cheap. It was thirteen dollars, and again, it was it was a game I had my eye on for a while. And if recollecting and rebuying like my old video games has taught me anything, is if you see something you have a feeling about, if the price is very very reasonable, just go for it because before you know it, it's going to be gone, and you're going to be kicking yourself in the butt that you didn't take a chance on it. And I am so very very glad I took a chance. On this, so yeah, uh, that's that's Cat Trap. Um, there is another game uh, from that day. This was on um, this was Friday, and uh, there's one more game in that bunch from Friday that I got a very special game. But I'm uh, I got another one yesterday too on a total whim. <laughs> I went out to Retro Classics in Somerville. It's about 35 minutes from where I live out in uh, West Jersey. But um, I'm trying to figure out which game I should go with here. Hmm, let's see. Um, okay, I'm going to go with the weird one here first. This is from last night. Um, I've always wanted like a hack. I've always wanted like a hack game. You see ROM hacks, you see homebrews, and I think... I've always found them very appealing because it's like, okay, they might not be official releases, but this is something that somebody worked on. It's known, It gets known by the community, and it's got its own little charm for it. Um, again, it's very, very interesting that none of the newer games were able to make me do this, but again, I strapped back on my, my Pokemon trainer hat, and I bought my first 
ROM hack, my and it was a Pokemon game. This is something I've dreamed about. I would I like I legitimately had dreams about this as a kid, and I would talk about this with my friends. I always wanted there to be a Pokemon Orange version, and that's what I bought. I'm holding the cartridge in my hand right now. I had taken a photo of this once. I didn't buy it at that point, but I had taken a picture of it a couple of weeks ago at uh, Retro Classics. And um, I, I I said it in the description, you know, I always wanted there to be one, and here it is. But, yeah, I went for it. I bought it, and I've got to say, dude, this is very, <laughs> very interesting, to say the least. I am so glad I bought it, but, my God, there are um, – there's translation errors. Um <laughs> There are there are inconsistencies in the in the game's programming, and that that's fine with me. Um, you know, so if anyone knows the anime, you go to the Orange Islands. You have to get the four badges of the Orange Islands. Um, I got my first badge today. That I fought Sissy. Uh, if anyone remembers Sissy in the anime, uh, she's got the Blastoise, but she's all like, "No, Ash, we're not gonna battle. We're gonna race." I didn't race her. I actually battled her. But um, <laughs> her sprite, though, was Brock. So I was like, okay, you're supposed to be sissy, but you look like Brock. But you have sissy's Pokemon, though. So they got that right. Your avatar in the game that you play as is the sprite they used for Jesse in yellow version from Team Rocket. But when you battle or when you find the wild Pokemon, it shows the original trainer graphic from red and blue version. So there's your other inconsistency. And um, at one point, it's like there's a cave I found, and I'm going into the cave. And right before I go in, someone's like, are you going through the Viridian Forest? And I'm just like, okay, here we go. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but um, uh, it's it's in color. On on the uh, Game Boy Advance SP, um, there's like color palette swaps depending on where you go. And um, right now my team is Pikachu, Charmeleon, Warturtle, Dratini, and Mr. Mime. The starters in this game are Pikachu, Lapras, and Eevee, which is actually kind of pointless because... Right as you get out of the town you start in, you could catch Lapras and you could catch Eevee. You can't. I haven't found a Pikachu in the wild yet, though. The Eevees are a bit more rare, but the Lapras are like literally like once you get outside, there's a patch of grass and they're like in there. And this, and there's a sign on like a beach that reads uh, "Warning: Watch for Beached Lapras." Kind of like beached whales, but um, <laughs> but yeah, they're they're like coming up like they're Rattata or Pidgey basically. So I was like, all right, well that's kind of pointless too. Um, your rival's graphic is um, James's sprite from Team Rocket in yellow version. But when you fight him, it's the Gary Oak animation from Red and Blue. So again, I found that interesting. Uh, the professor is Professor Ivy, just like in the Orange Islands. And you do have to give her the GS ball to get your Pokedex. There's no town map. So I'm kind of like going off a whim here, navigating without a map. I have no idea where I'm going. Um, you don't need surf. You buy a surfboard. But here's the interesting part, though. When you surf, Red and Blue's surf animation was kind of like, almost looked like Kirby. And in Gold and Silver, it looks like Lapras, which is what graphic they use. So it's just kind of running off the Red and Blue engine. But there's that animation from Gold and Silver, and when the game opens and says Pokemon Orange, which it doesn't actually say Pokemon Orange, it says Pokemon like Oi or something like that. And there's Lapras, but the Lapras animation is from Silver version. So it kind of makes me wonder oh. how they kind of coded this. But what's really funny about the cartridge is where it's supposed to say Game Boy. It doesn't say Game Boy. It just says Game so I'm going to repost a photo of it actually onto my Instagram so you'll be able to see it. But yeah, I am, 
I'm really happy I bought this, though, because I'm playing through it, and I'm having the time of my life. Um, again, it's using the red and blue engine, so it's extremely unbalanced. The games didn't become balanced till gold and silver. So I'm noticing a lot of things wrong with it, but it's not going to stop me from going through it, though. I It's a very interesting experience, and I'm glad to have it. This was something I've, I've wanted, and yeah, now it's it's mine. It's, you know... So- a, yeah. a question that I have is, what does something like that set you back? This cost me twenty dollars. All right, that's not that's not too bad. I've heard of all kinds of varying prices. Um, you know, if someone listening is saying, you know, I I got robbed for that. I mean, me personally, I kind of don't see it that way. It's kind of hard to set prices for something like this, I feel like. Um, I don't know. Again, I, I'm happy with it. I, um, I'm i enjoying it for what a broken-down game it is. But, but yeah, um, moving on, we're at the last one. This is a special game that I've been waiting to share with Ben here. So here we go. Drum roll, please! Oh yeah, I finally got it back on the Game Boy Color. Dragon Warrior 3. Also, oh. what we know as Dragon Quest, I went for it, man. I was like, it was there. It was, again, like, before we start, you know, it's like, we've talked about comparing prices and stuff like that. And this was something I'd been comparing prices for for a while. And I... You know, I found prices that were a little above it, but, you know, you're looking online, you got to pay for shipping and handling as well. Flat-out rate, I saw it for, I was just like, this is a steal, and I'm probably not going to get this chance again. And, again, this crosses one off my list of my original Game Boy games I have to get. You've heard me all, anyone that listens to the show, you've heard me talk about Dragon Warrior 3 before. I uh, It was my first real JRPG experience outside of Pokemon, and um, I, I love it. It's definitely one of my favorite games of all time. And here it is, just in my hand. I can't wait to play through this again. This is going to be totally awesome. It's got the original Enix logo, so this is before there was the merger. So it wasn't Square Enix yet or anything like that. Just that Akira Toriyama artwork on there, man. There it is. That's what drew me to it in the first place. And... Yeah, <laughs> man. That I would be a hard, hard or impossible for me to pass up if I saw it at Regen. Yeah, dude, it's just the Game Boy Color one, man. Just my God, I just <sighs> yeah, I'm on a real Dragon Warrior kick now. Um, which I guess n- now that that's over with, um, going going into 2019, uh. Dragon Quest, Dragon Warrior, whatever we want to call it at this point. Um, I do plan on getting 7 for the PS1 very soon. And I know you and I have talked about ridiculous prices for that game. But I found the game, uh, complete in box, um, for I think the most reasonable price I'm ever going to find it at. Again, this um, I'm not going to say where I found um, this copy at, just because you know, I don't want someone to... Slide it, steal it from me, but uh, I I found it at at a very, very um, generous price for complete in box. You know, I found it for prices lower, but it's just for the discs. And me, I gotta have the PlayStation case. That's just the way I, I see it. You know, for the most part, you should still have your PlayStation cases because that's the way those games were meant to be stored. And um, this is a steal, and I'm not gonna get that chance again. I still have again some. You know, post-holiday funds left over for myself, so that will be um, that will be my other uh, treat for sure uh, going forward. You got your eye on anything, dude? Man, I don't know. Like, I'm still trying to collect all of the Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest games for the DS. Nice. Um, and you know, and I actually have to at this point, like. Uh, I, there's one or two at Regen today, but I, I can't confirm what I have and what I don't. I really need to write them down so I have them with me or, or, yeah, or yeah. in my phone. Uh, cause I, I, you know, it would be a big deal to buy something and have two. I would just resell it or re-gift it or, or send it Adam's way. Um, <laughs> but, um, but that's kind of like the big thing. Uh, one of the things I was going to grab 
Uh, and I mentioned that I was going to mention this. Uh, I was going to grab in the new year or around my birthday, but my mom surprised me. Uh oh. Um, so, and I, I've got it ready to go either tonight or tomorrow, my day's off. But, uh, my mom gave me a PlayStation Classic. Um, oh, man. Which, which, you know, I wouldn't have bought for myself for 100 bucks. I don't know if you've noticed, but it's already gone down to 60 I heard about um, that because a lot of people were, like, unhappy with it, apparently. I think that's why they did that, but... Yeah, the, it's, the ROMs aren't supposed to be the best, and it's not... To, you know, like, I think a lot of people, what they're doing is they're comparing it to the Nintendo ones, which I think is... is it's fair. You know, that's a fair thing to do. It's the same general concept. But Nintendo, I think, tends to do things a lot better than the other major companies as far as them being crisp and, and functional. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, for, for Christmas, it was like I didn't really ask for too much. Um, mostly got Nintendo Switch games. Um, and uh, so this was like out of left field. Like my mom evidently just saw it in a tar- Target circular and went and bought one and figured if I didn't want it, she would take it back. And I was like, hell yeah, I'll, I'll play it. Like I want to play that Persona game at least. Yeah, seriously. Um, so I before I headed out to Regen, I finally unboxed it um, today. Um, it's you know like it's cool. The, my one complaint, uh, and and I don't I didn't know about this ahead of time. It's not a big deal. But it comes packaged with everything except an AC adapter. Um, Ooh, so you get you get the PlayStation, you get two controllers. The cords on them are eh. Um, I'll definitely be looking for like a wireless because the ports for the controllers are just USB. Um, uh, it comes with an HDMI cable, which I don't really need because I already have one hanging out of the TV for the SNES Classic. Um, but it, it just comes with. Uh, a usb charging cable and you have to provide the actual wall ac adapter yourself um and here's here's what i think about that um sony dropped the ball on that and 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 the reason you know like the reason i say it's not a big deal is because i had one i could just plug it in and it'll plug right in it'll power up i have no problem but, like, if you, you know, like, uh, the outside chance you didn't have one, if you got it on Christmas or as a gift, you may not have been able to play it. Um, also, they can't be that expensive. And the thing was 100 bucks, which was overpriced, you know, comparatively to the, the Nintendo ones especially. Um, I mean, do I think a, a PlayStation Classic with 20 PlayStation 1 games on it is worth more than an NES Classic with 30 games? Yeah, I do. I mean, the games that are on the PlayStation are better, they're higher quality than NES games. That's I'm fine with the NES Classic having been 60, um, you know, but the SNES Classic, which I think had 20 or 25 games on it and came out at 80 bucks, I don't, I don't think that that was worth any less than the PlayStation Classic. Um, so, you know, $100 for that, it's packaged really nice, everything looks real nice, but no AC adapter, I think, is kind of a slap in the face to the consumer, um, just because it's incomplete, yeah. you know, like, yeah. even if even if the assumption is, hey, <clears throat> in today's, uh, you know, like, electronic climate, everybody is going to have an AC adapter, so we'll just come package it with the cable, it's still not a complete product. I mean, it says right on the front, there is a big thing that says... This does not come with an AC adapter. So, uh, and then it says, read the back for more details, and it explains it. But still, what does what an AC adapter cost? Like three or four bucks? What's the point in not packaging it with one? Um, so that's my only real complaint. I have not fired it up yet. That's tonight, mm-hmm. tomorrow, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. By the next time we record, I will have had a chance to sit down with it and play it for a considerable amount of time. And I'll have uh, some legit thoughts on the PlayStation Classic next episode. Um, but that was kind of like probably one of the cooler things I got. I mean, I, you know, it was kind of on my radar. Uh, if I never got one, I would have been okay, but having one is still kind of a thrill. So, um, that's kind of another thing that I'm going to be looking at the next two weeks is just playing that. But for the coming year, um, I'm going to be doing some pretty heavy collecting, I think for 3ds, because like we said earlier, it's definitely at the end of its life cycle. Um, the last thing I want to do is, stop collecting for the 3ds and then have more trouble finding games that i still want for it mm-hmm. um there's a ha- there's a couple games that come immediately to mind i i really want to get uh final fantasy explorers for 3ds um i i had it maybe two two and a half Which years ago is that again 
It's uh, it was specifically made for 3DS. It's its own standalone game. Uh, you could play with up to four people online, but it's basically a um, you travel around the map. It's a hack and slash. Upgrade your character, change uh, classes and jobs and everything. It's not a. It's not a. Uh, it's 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 a different formula from standard classic for Final Fantasy. Um, I had a lot of fun with it when I played it. It gets pretty redundant after a while, which is why I traded it in. But I, I saw it today at Regen for like ten bucks, and for ten bucks, I, I, you know, I'm, I'll put it back in the collection. Yeah, why not? especially since I want to own everything physical, Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest, so that would count. Um, that's the only thing that really comes to mind. I mean, you know, like a lot of my funds definitely go towards uh, the Switch and PS4, also. So it's kind of like finding a good balance. Um, but I'm hoping by the end of 2019 to have all of the physical releases of Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest for the DS and 3DS, and I still oh, have quite a bit to go. So when I, you know, I just think for me, being such a RPG gamer and being such a big fan of those two franchises, that like on a shelf, that's going to look really badass. Yeah, definitely. Oh my god, there are so many other Dragon Quest games I want to get. I mean, seven and four are arguably the ones I want the most, but yeah, dude, there's just so many. And I mean, we still need to start, you know, like either, I, I guess you could get it on Steam, right? Or start a GoFundMe to get Adam a PS4. You have to play 11. Oh my God. I know. I know, dude. It's just, God, that looked so good. I think that was one of the best wins of 2018. That, that Dragon Quest you know, even though I didn't get to play it, but being a fan of the series and appreciating its its history and what it was, you know, having its real own identity from other JRPGs, just... And they did it, wow. you know, like, with again, like, they did it so good. Did you like, ever see Japan's uh, 3DS version of it? How it yes, looked, I did. It's like, the, the top screen is, like, how it's intended to look, and the bottom screen is, like, the old school, like... Game Boy port graphics for it. Yeah. I, I was like, that is Super so rad. clever. I, we were supposed to get it. We were. But I guess because of how the DS was winding down more so on our end, they were just like, we'll just keep it over here in, in Japan. And I was just like, guys. I mean, it's it's I... also supposed to get a, uh, you know, a Switch port at some point. Um, I mean, like, originally when oh it was announced... God. <laughs> Those were supposed to be like the PS4 version and and the, the it is on Steam, right? It is on Steam, yes. Um, those two versions were supposed to be in pretty close proximity to the Switch release, and there's still no confirmation. But I kid you not, like Dragon Quest Eleven took me uh, about ninety to a hundred hours to beat. Um, I can tell you one hundred percent, I would replay again on Switch when it comes out. I thought that much of that game. Um, the storytelling is great. The the all the cutscenes and the animation are great. The voice acting is incredible in that game. Yeah, they really um, hit it out of the park. Yeah, I mean it's weird, you know. Like I I, I guess it's not weird because it's pretty standard in other games, but it's still strange to play a game where like the character that you're actually controlling has no vo voice acting, um, and is just like all on screen. But uh, but still, the voice acting in that game, I mean, anybody that's played it's going to know, you know, like, it, it stays true to how quirky the games are and the weird humor. Um, but, and then the end game, like I said on last episode, it's a, it's a top three for me, ever. Wow. So, uh, it, it, it's a must play. We're going we're gonna to start something. Either we'll, we'll get a GoFundMe or something <laughs> to get Adam a PlayStation, or we're just going to, uh, to mention it every single episode until he's like, you know what, I bought it on Steam, I'm going to play it, and then 100 hours later we'll have a discussion. But, uh, but that game, along with the other ones, I mean, I'm pretty excited that you're going to get and play 7, because that's still m maybe my favorite one, um, which is saying something, but I'll be interested to see when you finally do grab that from the, uh, from the secret store yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, you know, how you feel about it, because I think the storytelling and the, the game mechanics and that are really great. Yeah. Because my, my thing is too, it's like, I am going to get the PS one version because again, it's like, it's just, I found it very interesting that the second I found out what dragon warrior was and found and bought dragon warrior three, I, f I forget even how it happened, 
But it, it, it's as if something was guiding me to be like, you're going to like this game, and you should play more. Because almost instantly, I found out about Seven on the PS1, and I had still had my original PS1 at the time. And it was just, I, I had no way of getting that game. And uh, another fun uh, tidbit I found out about was Dragon Quest IV was actually released for the PS1 as well. I did not know this, but it was only released in Japan on the PS1. And I took mm. I took a look at it, and it looks pretty much how 7 did on the PS1. So I was just like, well, that's charming. That that That's cool. I, uh, I'm going to get 4 for the DS, obviously, because that's just what I have access to at this point. But, um, yeah, man, there was just... You know, it's like I think Seven has like time travel and stuff like that in it, and it's just—I don't know—it's—it's it's just such a good series. That's 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 all I could say. You know, it's like I've played Dragon Warrior three countless times, and here I am. I'm gonna go again and play this game and be just as fascinated about it as I was the first time I played it. I—the best part about these RPGs is going around. Like three, there isn't really much to the story. It's a very simple story. But it's it's cool. But what really makes the game worth it is fleshing out all the dialogue from all the NPCs and learning right. more about the land and the lore of the game, really. So so that's that's what makes it worth it for sure. And while while we're on that topic, it, it you know you happened to mention there might be a port for the Switch, and going into 2019. That's what I have my eye on more than anything, actually, at this point. I don't know when it's going to happen, um, because w- one of the things I'm most excited about for is... I haven't been vocal about it, but it's this supposed... I, I said earlier, there, there's a game coming out. It hasn't been named yes. yet. We haven't seen anything on it, but it's this new Pokemon game that's supposed to be coming out. You yep. know? Yep. And, and just... I gotta say, let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee. I've I've gotta say, they've they really really in, impressed me with that. You know, it's just seeing what I grew up with in this new demeanor was just my God. It was like one of the most charming, most heartwarming things I'd ever seen in my life. Arguably, it's it's weird because it's like X X and Y. Man, they they almost killed it for me. I was like, I appreciated what X and Y were doing um, aesthetically, uh, graphic wise, on the DS. I was like, wow, like this looks great. But man, that story, I was just like, don't care, don't care, don't care. I I liked black and white on on the DS, Diamond and Pearl, um, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon seemed to have a cool story, but I think X and Y is what made me so hesitant to play um, Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon. I haven't I haven't played it yet. I bought Ultra Sun and I played like an hour through it and it's I, I didn't even complete the first island challenge, but playing through gold again, playing my my orange version, it's I don't know. How long, how long did how long did it take you to play through gold again? I, this playthrough was probably the first time I played it since 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a considerable amount of time. But but knowing when they initially set, when Nintendo came out and said at the press conference at E3 that like you know we're coming out with let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee, but they were like but stay tuned for next year. Like, yeah, we're coming out. Yeah, with the next a... ma- the next mainline game is definitely next year. So when they said that, I was immediately like, "Okay, this one I am going to give a chance." I still don't own a Switch, but if if there's going to be anything that makes me pull the trigger for it, it is going to be that game. And luckily, just hopefully, if you know some divine force is looking out for me, then Dragon Quest Eleven will come out for the Switch as well. You know, because there's that, and I think there's uh, Shin Megami Tensei five that yeah, I saw man. a teaser for, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, it's like... 2000, 2019 
the hashtag's got to be make Adam Nintendo again. Yeah, dude, seriously, like, I, I, I'll tell everybody, you know, I'm a PlayStation guy through and through. Well, PS1 is my favorite system, but if you were to ask me what was after that, I, I told you, it's the Game Boy. But yep. um, I think 2019, this year has already been shaping up really good for Nintendo, but next year is going to be the year of Nintendo. Like, yeah, they're the they're like the darlings at the ball now. Like they sat they sat back on their handhelds for years, and you know the 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 funny thing is like people kind of forgot about Nintendo. Like the Wii U wasn't a hit, and like people forgot that like they sold more 3ds's than like anything ever. Right, right, yeah. You know, like that point. that that was like a huge hit. But if you weren't uh, like a, a handheld gamer or you you considered it just like a system for kids, then you were out on it. But like you know when everybody was mostly focusing on console gaming, like Nintendo was killing it with the 3ds uh you know and so then that switch came out and it was like there was a short period of time where everybody was kind of like is this going to take off and now like it it's like the system like you know it's 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 selling incredibly well like in japan it's it's top not like there's nothing close to it over there yeah um but you know like now they're kind of in this position where it's like they're they're almost you know this this upcoming march is going to be two years that the switch has been out uh, you're looking at like a handful of games that are must plays like, you know, Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, uh, the new Smash Brothers, uh, you know, like there's some some ports from the Wii U, you know, the the remastered uh, Mario Kart and the Wii, uh, the Mario Brothers U is coming out in the next couple weeks. Um, I mean, like it's a crazy lineup and on top of all the the Nindies that are out on there. Yeah. And, you know, like all of those ports of like, you know, not not things that are must haves, but they're they're cool that you can play, t- take them mobile like Doom and Wolfenstein and Skyrim, Dark Souls. Like it's it's crazy what that system is doing. Um, I mean, like to me, like 2019 with Pokemon Shin Megami, there's going to be probably a new Animal Crossing. Like it's going to be hard for other yeah, companies to yeah. keep up with Nintendo now. Dude, like, they are, they are, like, really, like, onto something fierce here. And I, I remember when the Switch was, like, getting ready to, like, be shown at E3 and everything, and they did. I remember a lot of people on my end, like, making fun of it. And it was all like, oh, look at this, it's just, like, another gimmick. And they're like, oh, the Joy-Con, oh, <laughs> and then it came out. And all the jokes stopped. Yep, they were silenced. It was just like this tsunami just wiped the floor clean, and everyone was just like, this is the greatest thing in the world. Me personally, now look, it's like I'm the kind of guy that grew up when people were like, oh, are you a Sony guy? Or like, oh, are you a Nintendo guy? Are you a Microsoft guy? I wasn't anything. I loved everything. But get ready, guys, because... Nintendo is going to rule the world. Like, yeah, and it's it's crazy because like I'm I'm definitely Nintendo first, and for years was just like 3ds pretty much, and it was sort of like you know people if you were an adult people didn't take you seriously as a gamer if that's what you were playing, and now it's sort of like I could go out to like a coffee shop or Barnes and Noble or something, and I can be playing you know Smash Brothers, and it's kind of like. There are, there's console quality games on the Switch that you can take anywhere. Um, I mean, I was skeptical of the Switch when it was announced. I bought it on day one because I'm I'm like a Nintendo whore. But um, but now like it's unquestionable. I mean, look at Smash Brothers. I don't know if you saw, but like in Japan in the first week it sold three million copies. Jesus Christ! Um, nothing, nothing across any console anywhere sells that many copies in the launch week now. I didn't um, know that. Oh my god. Yeah, three. And that's just Japan. Think about worldwide. You know, like right. that's that's a crazy number though, because Japan is really, if you're like a Sony guy or you're a Nintendo guy, like you want to be looking at the uh, the Japan sales because that's where they all are. Um, I mean, like that's where you know the home base of operations is. Yeah, Smash Brothers first week three million copies. That's insane. Oh my god. Um, you know, you know what it is, and um. I think another thing that makes the uh, the Switch so appealing to me is I, I was having this conversation with somebody, and look, I, I I've, like I said, I liked everything, but when it comes down to Nintendo, I wasn't into the Wii, I wasn't into the Wii U, 
Um, and that's it, really. Um, but the one thing, though, that I think Nintendo has that Sony and well, Xbox especially is guilty of this, but Sony's got its grip on this topic a bit better. But what I what I'm coming down to here is it's it's all about like your property, like your exclusives. PlayStation has been known, you know, for its exclusives, and there's a lot of exclusives coming out for the PS4 that I wish I was gonna get to play. But the only reason I fell into an Xbox One was because most of the people I game with are Xbox players. Granted, the Xbox One 360, they do have their own exclusives. But the PS4 or PlayStation in general outshines that. However, Nintendo, whatever was theirs, stayed theirs. And I think that was like one of the most admirable and one of the most like one of the smartest business decisions they ever could have made because when the switch started coming out I was I was seeing stuff like there the, a bomberman came out and I was just like oh my god like like at first of all things it was that that kind of like caught my attention and now you have all these other games that are going to be coming out for it and it makes me think about other staples in Nintendo that I'm thinking to myself, what else can they blow out of the water here? What about F-Zero? What about... Uh, an Metroid. Action? Yeah, what about another Metroid? Oh, yeah, which is oh, happening. It's coming. It is happening. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, like, to, to, to build on what you're saying, the the exclusives are definitely something, you know, to, to remark on. But the other thing you really have to think of is when you think of Xbox or Sony... There's not like a lot of characters that come to mind. It's like representing the console or that company. Um, I mean, like you'd know better than me. Like, there's definitely games. There's definitely characters from those games. But there, I don't think there's anything on Sony where you immediately like Mario. You know, is comparative. Like that. That's something that Nintendo has. Where like, if you slap Mario's name or face on it, it's going to sell. Right. Um, you know, either because every generation since the 80s has had Mario, so they'll buy it. People buy it for nostalgia, whatever. But, like, you know, when you think of Nintendo, like, there's all these characters that immediately come to mind, but Mario being the, probably the top that, you know, you can't play anywhere else and have stayed with people for their entire lives. So, like, when a Switch comes out, you find out, like, oh, there's a game called Mario Odyssey, like Mario Kart, whatever. It's like a no-brainer, you know, um, and it just doesn't hurt that like Mario Odyssey is one of the best games to come out that year, because uh, that would be like October of 2017. But I think that's another thing that Nintendo's done really well is they've taken their first-party stuff and they've made it, you know, like their brand. Yeah. Um, yeah, because and then they've been able to market so many things that Mario's on or Luigi's on or all those characters are on that like, you know, there's definitely exclusives for other consoles, but. But, you know, like, it's hard to pinpoint characters where it's like you could go buy a stuffed animal, a chess set, a video game, a t-shirt, a pair of gloves, shoes, whatever, the way that Nintendo has done with the Mario franchise. No, agreed. And I, I think about, like, when PlayStation first started dipping their hand in that with titles like Crash Bandicoot or Spyro the Dragon, staples in the PlayStation franchise that were able to compete with Super Mario, as time progressed... It got lost along the way because before you know it, it's like, oh, it's these are coming out on Xbox. These are coming out on on GameCube now because the guys that made those games wanted to make more money. So they allowed it. So it's like – and now we're at this point too where it's like think about the Crash um, Insane trilogy. That's on everything yep. now. You yep. know? And, and same with the, the Spiral Reignited trilogy. Well, I think that's just on – is it on the Switch? I don't know if it's on the Switch, but I know it's I'm on... I'm not sure if it is either. It is on the Xbox and the PS4, though. And it, it's just like... There it is. Think about the Xbox One. The Xbox One got the Rare Replay. All yeah. of those games are Nintendo games on that. But, I mean, it's not like Donkey Kong or anything like that. These are games that came out later, but you got, like... Banjo-Kazooie titles, uh, Conker's yep. Bad Fur Day, Jet Force Gemini, like, well, that's because Microsoft bought Rare, though, but 
you know, it's crazy though to think about it. Like, like Sony, Sony could have had that, but but they don't now. But Nintendo has taken a, a different business practice, and and here we are today talking about all of this, and it's just. I'm I'm at a point now where it's just like, I need to get one of these because I'm replaying Mario games on my my DS on my my Game Boy and I'm replaying Pokemon again and I'm just like, it's it's time to get contemporary with all this. So, in my future for 2019, somewhere down the line, the Switch might very well be happening. Yes. So needs to happen. And other than that, um. I, I uh, got an eBay gift card over the holiday, and that is going to kick off uh, the PS1 importing because uh... I'm going to buy my Japanese PS1 now with that thing, and I'm going to get Japanese PS1 games that I've wanted for a considerable amount of time now. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep – other than that, I'm going to keep collecting for the PS1 uh, my DS, 3DS, um, my Game Boy games, I only need to get three originals back at this point, which is Pokemon Red, Mario Tennis, and Zelda Oracle of Seasons. And just, yeah, you know, any 360 games that I um, lost along the way or, you know, played and just always wanted, you know, I'll pick those up. Just, I'm pretty universal at this point, but um, I think the mainstay, though, is, you know, you're always going to count on seeing something in that PlayStation collection coming in at this point. So, yeah, that's that's where I am, really, for 2019. I think there's a lot of ex- excitement on the horizon for both of us. Oh, oh yeah, there's going to be plenty of uh, texts back and forth. With lots yeah, of no photos. doubt. Oh, my God. All right. I think that's all the time here we have today. This was a... Uh, this was a, I think, a very substantial, a very exceptional uh, pickups uh, talkage, and uh, yeah, this was the big, uh, big ending of 2018. And guys, we will see you, the Game Jockeys Retro Pod at Twitter at Game Jockeys Pod. You could follow us there. Again, you could follow me, um, at Adam. You could follow me on Twitter at Adam Tiger Bomb. Instagram at same name. Ben, where could they find you again? Uh, Twitter, um, at, at Nuke the Bridge, and Instagram again. I am at Ben Vision, which I'm going to try to be more active in some of my retro gaming posts in the next couple weeks. I find myself like tending to stay on the uh, Instagram side uh, a bit more. I don't know. I'm finding a lot of less negative interaction yep. on there. Yep. But uh, but yeah, guys, follow us there. Um, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you all in 2019 in the future. Yeah, have a good, safe, and uh, happy new year. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Be, uh, Be well and safe, guys. All right. Take care.